Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Mobile Rolling. And uh, look, our very special guest this morning, he's got a few horses running today at Globe Derby, and they're going to be quite competitive. So I thought I'd have a, a chat with Aaron Bain to find out about them. But also, I uh, stumbled across some information that uh, there's a, a gala ball that's going on for ABR, Aaron Bain Racing, and that's in about a month's time. And I thought, well, we might have a chat about that as well, as Aaron joins us on the show. Good morning, Aaron. How are you? And, and uh, good morning. And tell us all about this bowl that you've got coming up. Hopefully we can find a winner today for the team. But, um, yeah, we've got a, uh, the ABR Gala Ball on Friday the 26th of August. So um, very much looking forward to that. It's a new event that we're launching this year, uh, celebrate one year of um, our brand being Dual Code, Thoroughbred and Harness Racing, and um, we've chosen the Gorham Brosser Jockey Club um, to host the Year One event, just being a little bit sentimental, where it sort of all kicked off on the Dual Code front. And um, yeah, we've actually been um, fortunate enough to, to book Glenn Boss as our guest speaker on the night. So um, yeah, really, uh, really pleased to sort of get him to to travel to Gawler and, and not only um, you know, travel but speak as, um, and be our guest on the night, which will you know, be a cue in itself. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. That's a, a huge coup. Uh, um, and as far as uh, people getting involved, this is just not for your owners, is it? Like other people can join along and come and come to the ball and be part of it and, and purchase tickets and, and get involved, can't they? Yeah, so we've got a lot of businesses booking tables. We've had one owner actually um, and his business book, you know, two tables of 10, so 20 people and bringing his business along. We've had other businesses well do the same. Um, so we're looking to bring a lot of new people along and and uh, you know, be able to sh showcase our brand on the evening. Tickets are $160 per person, which is three-course meal, four-hour drinks package. There's a live band. You get to hear Glenn Boss uh, for a ex couple extended periods throughout the night. Um, we've got a charity auction, which close to the event, we're going to be announcing a, uh, a charity, um, which uh, we're very excited and working on at the moment. And uh, that'll be you know, beneficial to the industry back or back to the industry. So. Plenty of things happening, and you know, if you people want to have a look, just jump on our website. And in the header bar, um, there's a page exclusive to our gala ball, just to give you a few more details on times and how you know there's a link to book the ticket. So all of it's done online. And um, but if anyone's having any trouble with that, you're more than welcome to reach out to me directly, and uh, myself and Amy, um, my partner, can um, sort it all out for you. All right. So did you say Friday, the, the 26th of August? Yeah, Friday night, the 26th of August. So that's yeah. uh, at yeah, yeah, six thirty. Um, yeah, so looking forward to it. As I said, three-course meal, and um, yeah, there's plenty of entertainment throughout the night. Yeah. Gee, that that first year of dual codes gone very quickly, Aaron. That's flown. I, I I would have said a lot less time than that, but that that first year's gone really fast, hasn't it? Yeah, well, it's sort of the start of the thoroughbred season, but we did, um, you know, we sort of only really commenced training in late November, December, so we sort of lost a few months of the season, but uh, we've gained momentum and. You know, certainly looking to take that momentum into season two and beyond. But um, you know, we've had a really mi good mix in the first sort of 12 months and looking forward to growing on those successes and hopefully as soon as today and then Wednesday with a galloper. So. Yeah. So as far as the thoroughbreds are concerned, what's been the highlight uh, for you for Aaron Bain Racing so far? 
Uh, probably, you know, that, obviously Toyetic's been our pin-up horse um, year one. He's been a really good purchase winning four, including our first Metro winner on that day at Murray Bridge, which you know, obviously accumulated in a, a dual-code Metro double, which was very special and something we'll look back on in years to come as a sort of a um, you know, mon- monumental day for us and um, our business and our owners as well. So, yeah, that's probably the, the highlight. And I'd like to add, you know, we won the Gawala Cup last year in the pacing. It's a, we've got a sort of three-pronged attack heading to this year's Thoroughbred Gawala Cup. So it would be nice uh, if we could sort of uh, take, the, take that scout this year. That would be our year two goal, if any. And, and is there still opportunities for people to get involved with your syndications? I mean, can anyone join your syndications or, or your um, your gatherings, I suppose? I mean, you've got a special word for, for your owners that you have. Uh, I don't think syndications is the word from memory, but, um, yeah, just run us through that. What's the opportunity for people to get involved? Yeah, there always is, and we've got new people buying into, you know, shares every, every day, really. You know, there's a lot of interest. We... Um, always got uh, new opportunities up on our website. I said yesterday the business has grown to sort of uh, it's near on 200 horses now around Australia. So there's sort of opportunities in every state and in both codes. So we're sort of trying to cover it off very well. But um, there's always opportunities, and you know we've, we've sort of had a, a bit of a quiet front on the, the harness front purchasing in, in recent weeks, but um, about to fire back up again. So there is plenty of opportunities certainly in both codes, and there's still some some small shares available in, in some on the website at the moment. So. Um, as always, just reach out through there. Yeah, okay. All right, well, let's talk harness racing. You've got a few runners in today, four if I've counted correctly, and, and we start off in the first race with Soho Tsunami. Now, um, I felt, uh, from my perspective, and I'd like your perspective on it, but I felt that his race start was better than his trial. And to me, I thought, well, he might be getting better with time with you guys. Have I looked at it correctly? Yeah, I thought his his trial was fair. He was only there really to qualify from the stand. And he's a horse, when he's, once he's out in front, he doesn't do a lot. Like, he sort of waits. I was probably yeah. surprised he won his trial by nine metres in the end. Like, he, at home, as you're working by himself, he, he won't he won't break 33. <laughs> um, really? You know, so he, he, yeah, he's very lazy in front, although that's probably where he's won most of his races. And he sort of goes with them. Um, I was really happy with his first up run. I think had he not sort of reared at a vital stage when the starter said go, he probably puts himself in a very winnable position early and he sort of yeah. turned his front mark into a 20-metre handicap. So the small field of five today with the scratching out really helps. Um, sort of not sure where he's going to get but um, too early, but I'll leave that up to Gator. But I thought his last sort of 200 um, you know, at his first start for us was his best 200 and he was doing his work late. So... To me, he looks, you know, very good second up. And, um, you know, the horse is kicking his heels up in the paddock yesterday. He's feeling very well. So I'd expect him to sort of follow up and improve from that run, um, you know, yeah. even more so. Um, you know, now he's sort of settled into our system. Mm. Yeah. That, that surprises me a little bit that he, he he's very sloppy at work because I I remember seeing this guy when, when Mick Stanley had him at the start. Like, he, he went to stall and he, he was a feisty type of a horse that, that pulled hard and got very keen. And then he brought him here to South Australia for the derby uh, at his second race start. And, and he sort of, again, was a little bit feisty. But obviously, in age, he, he's developed a, a learning to just relax and probably a little bit too relaxed in, in far as track work. Concerned. Yeah, if you put him following a helmet in track work, it's the other story. Like, he really latches on and he, he sort of got trucking a little bit for Gator first up when he was sort of back in the field. Um, it's just a trait of yeah. his that when he's out in front, he switches off. But 
um, you know, he's not going to be in front today. He'll be, but Gator, Gator did comment that he was controllable first up, and um, yeah, they did slacken it off there early. So if he was ever going to pull, it was there. So um, yeah, it'll obviously mobile conditions. He'll fire up a bit off the arm today, but um, you know, if he can get a helmet early enough, and um, he'll be doing his best work late, and hopefully that's good enough to run over the top. Yeah, OK. Well, I think he's one of the major chances for sure, definitely. And, and obviously, if Jake Sportrider looks his danger, who, who did beat him home in that ruthless Ambro run, but he had a much easier run than your guy. Uh, so there wasn't much between them when they met last time, and I don't think there'll be much between them uh, today either. That's the way I've assessed the race anyway. Yeah. OK, race two, we've got Just Call Me Angus. Now, this guy hasn't run a bad race at all. He's, he's never missed a place. And, uh, you know, he's, you've got him raced with the, the 100 Club 2.0. Just to talk, uh, I know you've spoken about this before, but for people that, that haven't been um, listening all the time, tell us about the, the 100 Club 2.0 and how that came about. Yeah, so there's sort of 200 people in the ownership of him that own him and Bottle Rock. So Bottle Rock gave them... Um, a runner in their first Group 3 race on Saturday night, but um, I thought he was a respectable run at that first level. Um, so he's up in Queensland campaigning at the moment, and this sort of come off the back of the original 100 Club. We did a racehorse and a yearling, and this bloke we bought for 6500 I think it was, at the yearling sale um, a couple of years ago, and he took a little bit of time. He had an OCD in his hock as a late two-year-old, and um, you know, only got to the race as an early three, but... He's a progressive type. He, he looks like he's a he looks a lovely type of racehorse and, and built like one. Um, I think he's still just learning his craft. And, um, although he's at the races, I think he's sort of going to improve with a bit more experience under his belt. You know, you talk about Soho Tsunami, he switches off at home. This bloke in front at home is no good. In his races, he's very good in front. When he's at following at home, he's very good. And he doesn't seem to run past him at the races when following. So he's the complete opposite. Um, but uh, from home to track work. But I think... You know, he's, I've probably been a little bit critical of his first up run, his most recent run. Um, I thought his second run when he won was very good, but I think he's a horse that hasn't really worked out how to savage the line when, when taking a sit yet. So I think the, the, the tougher race today somewhat helps him. Um, like there's a, obviously a few in it that go very good, and we're going to probably get that chance to just drive him a little bit quieter um, to sort of make the horse moving forward um, rather than sort of you know, and getting him to sit and then chase uh, and run past. I think that's certainly what he needs. And, you know, with more experience on the side, when he really works it out, um, he's got a really sharp sort of two or 300 metres in him, which we saw last week, but he didn't He didn't finish the job off. Yeah. We've had Wayne Hill on before, and and he did say when he, he won, I think I interviewed him that, that morning that he won, he said, look, we'll probably go to the front, but it's not really how we want to drive him for, for later on. So, I mean, is, is that still the same way at this stage happy to just try and sit in from behind and see what happens from there and see if he can get the savage at finish line yeah at home he's savage like he'll work with our racehorses and savage it so it's just got to click yeah. um we saw that last week so he, he hit the front of the 400 he, and he just he got lost you know and then he, he sort of yeah. come again on the turn um he's a horse that um when he does click he'll he'll like it'll really it'll really happen for him, but uh, yeah. we've got to educate him that way to make sure that you know we don't turn him to uh, teach him to pull up as well. Um, we want him sort yeah. of racing for a long time, and um, he is a horse that's a late or a mid three old that's only had three starts. So um, he'll go thereabouts today because you'll follow any sort of speed. Um, it'll be just up to him if it, the penny drops at the right time if he lets down hard enough. 
Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so that's race two, number three. Just call me Angus. Race three, you've got Mr Kiwi. Um, I thought his run was, was very respectable first up for the team last night. Got pushed pretty wide around the bend, which didn't help his course. Yeah, I don't normally um, don't normally have a crack at drivers, but Wayne got a. We, we had a few words spoken after then that I thought the drive got him beat. So um, hopefully not the case today. I thought his run was really good considering that he was sort of off the track at a vital stage and Sir Roman sort of come out underneath him. Um, yeah, he just got a long way back and and sort of had to do a really a lot of work around that last bend. Um, you know, it was sort of interesting race to sort of how, how it reads on paper today. Probably expecting to sort of cruise forward, um, position up as close as you can. I really liked his trial first up behind Cullenburn. Um, the horses, you know, really impressed me at home. And um, it's, a, it's hard to make ground here from behind at Globe Derby and sort of another five, five to ten metres he probably wins last week. So um, that run was full of a lot of merit. And I think he's a horse that, you know, even once he sort of gets, you know, he's a couple wins off free for all grade. But even when he gets there, as we've seen in the trial with Cullenburn, that he's sort of going to be able to follow that speed and still pull a quick section or so. Um, he's a horse that should you know, win his fair share of races in SA and hopefully that's his you know, first win in SA today. But he, I, I thought he was probably our best chance on paper. Yeah. OK. Um, so with that, I mean, without going too deep into it, what, what did you think that Wayne probably should have done that he didn't do in that run? Yeah, I, I, we, and we spoke about it. When I say didn't have a go, we spoke about it. I just thought we could have sort of been, you know, we sort of make our run four wide at the sort of 600 and, and sort of have Sir Roman covered. Um, before then, Sir Roman was able to sort of push us off the track. The, the three-wide cart-up wasn't sort of taking us anywhere at a vital stage. and It just sort of, you could see what was happening 200 metres beforehand. Uh, and we sort of ended up five-wide around Norman's Gate. And that's not an easy position to make ground from at Globe. So, um, yeah, and he was still doing his best work on the line. So the horse obviously ran a very quick sort of last half at Gore the week before, albeit a quick track. Um, yeah, hopefully we can sort of get forward today and, you know, Wayne only has to pull out sort of 300 if he, if he does happen to get cover or if he's controlling the race outside the leader. But I'll have a chat to Wayne a little bit later and um, we'll leave it up to him. But I, I think he does look very well placed second up. Yep. OK, so he's one of your major players for sure. That's Mr Kiwi. He's race three, number five. Then we have a little bit of a gap uh, till later on. Sonny's amazing. We've got in race seven, number nine. So um, how did you assess his most recent run? I mean, you've given him a, nearly two or three weeks since he raced last time. What, what was your assessment there? I did say to Dad today when he's taking the runners down, if you haven't got a winner by race three, maybe just pack the gear bags up and come home. So uh, <laughs> I don't think our winner's in race seven today. But um, that's not being critical of the horse. I think he's, he's probably a little bit like me in my footy days that I was, I, I was happy to find the, the, the easy ball gets on the outside of the pack rather than going and get the hard ball. Um, you know, he, he's a horse that his ability is far higher than what he probably exerts at the moment. Uh, and we're sort of just playing around with a couple of things. He'll be obviously be driven a little bit more conservative today considering the draw, um, but, uh, you know, he had his chance sort of first up. I thought his run first up was better than his work had been. Um, and probably yeah. second up, he, he pro I probably backed him up too quickly, you know, from that first up run, given the length of time he had off. So I take some blame myself, but I know that uh, the horse is, uh, he's certainly, um, there's more effort there if he wants to put it in. So, again, you know, we are tweaking a couple of things. Um, he'll be a nice run of the mill horse and, give the ABR 100 Club owners a lot of thrill and, and fun. Like, he'll, he'll win his um, fair share of racing that, that one grade, but he's not a horse that's sort of earmarked to go on much further than racing through the current grades he is, you know.
Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like uh, Major Mad beat him and, and Blacktop Rock was third in his first run for you and, and on the clock it was pretty good, but then it seemed an easier field next time and as you said he led and, and disappointingly couldn't hold on for a place but but um you know like you say you may have backed him up too quick but how's his work been at home since that uh, most recent run yeah we sort of haven't put the hobbles back on him we've just sort of galloped him and sparking him up he's a horse that even hobble work at home doesn't exert himself it's just about getting speed into his legs and um you know today we'll sort of drive him for that last run at them. Um, he's certainly sharper, but, you know, they are galloping, so we sort of try and put a, a line through that. Like, the horse is very well and, and looks magnificent in himself. Um, you know, it goes back to that effort. You know, it's like, um, yeah, he needs to bring his... He needs to bring that extra bit of effort that he sort of hasn't um, at his second up run. But as I said, I, I'm prepared to take some blame and, and forgive it um, that uh, we may be backing up a little too soon. We just want to sort of see an improved effort today on the back of that. Okay. All right, and that, that does probably just sound a little bit critical, but uh, I'm, I'm just being as honest as we can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we appreciate that for sure. So, um, what have we got coming up, Aaron Bain Racing and closing? Uh, any any special events, uh, horse-wise, in competition, whether it be thoroughbreds or, or harness racing? What's the, uh, the what's on on the bucket list? Well, obviously, a very exciting weekend. We obviously won the the Group One Queensland Oaks um, Soho Astoria on Saturday, so. That was a great thrill to be up there, part of the carnival. We probably felt a little bit deflated that we got to, we didn't win the Blacks of Fake as well with Spirit of St. Louis. But, um, you know, he, to, to win the Queensland Oaks with Soho Hysteria, the, the job that Emma and Clayton have done with that mare, that's just something special. You know, she ran a couple of good races here, both at, you know, at Globe Derby behind Jaws of Lincoln um, in a very quick last half of her first run here. Port Perio, her sectionals were good as well. Though she was beaten at both of them. But um, yeah, they've just turned, they've put a V8 engine in it, and it's um, it's sort of gone on to uh, be a filly that's sort of being highly talked about now for the Victoria Oaks, Vic Breads, Breeders Crown. So you know she's going to be one to watch, and obviously that sort of top end, you know, those horses we do have. There's a lot of um, nice horses there that we we're fortunate enough to race interstate, and um, you know looking forward to the feature races um, later in the season locally. You know, Morningstar Gold's probably our one that's, um, you know, not far from a return that I'll probably consider our, our pin-up boy locally now. Um, yep. And interestingly enough, Ideal World's returned home. So he's sort of on a bit of a rehab plan at the moment. If he can get back to the races, you know, he probably takes that mantelpiece here and he'd be an exciting horse to have back racing locally for our brand. So watch this space. Hopefully he can return later in the year for us here. Yeah, look, it's all pretty exciting, isn't it? I mean, easy to get up in the morning. You've got a lot of work on your hands, Aaron. But, uh, yeah, look, the, the Queensland Oaks Group 1 victory, uh, yeah, that's something very special indeed. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's plenty there to get up for in the morning, so you just keep chomping along. You're doing a great job. You're getting people involved, harness racing, and, and they're winning major races all around Australia. And, uh, yeah, well done. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. It's always a pleasure to come on. Thanks for the opportunity.